Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and this is the radio broadcast of Shi'ar Jeshub. Today, we will be continuing a sermon by my husband, Greg Scalzo, the pastor of Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, and the author of the new dynamic book entitled The Nature and Power of Prayer. In today's message, Pastor Greg is in the section of his Heavenly Authority series, which deals with respect for authority and the limits of that respect. When we ended off last time, we were in chapter 23 of the book of Acts, where Paul is brought before the chief priest and the Sanhedrin. Here is Pastor Greg Scalzo. And Paul said, I did not know, brethren, that he was the high priest, for it is written, you shall not speak evil of a ruler of your people. Paul basically apologizes. Ananias, when he comes, is probably not in his high priestly robe. They gather this council together quickly. He seems to be just one of the council. He doesn't appear to be the chief priest. Paul, as we know, has been out of the area on his journey, so he doesn't recognize him by sight. So when he says the truthful words, God will strike you, and God does strike Ananias, you whitewashed wall, and he is a whitewashed wall, for you sit to judge me according to the law, and do you command me to be struck contrary to the law? He's speaking the truth, but he doesn't realize he's saying it against the high priest. And so he says, I did not know, brethren, that he was the high priest, for it is written, you shall not speak evil of a ruler of your people. Otherwise, he would not have said it. Ananias is a snake, but Paul, as the other apostles, are concerned for doing everything proper and right. And this is the chief priest, so you're not supposed to speak to the chief priest that way. There's an attitude here. I don't know if I'm making it clear enough, but there's an attitude here of how you go about things as believers. Paul was right, but sometimes you can be right and it's not the time or place to say it. It was important to them to show respect lest someone could say, well, you're tearing down Judaism. Christianity is just a movement to tear down Judaism. Some Jews believe that today. They were careful what they did because lest someone says, this is a movement to tear down Roman authority and wind up being like the zealots in Israel, and you know what happened as a result of the War of the Zealots in 66 to 70, the temples torn down, because the problem is sin. Rome, Greece, none of these nations, Babylon, Assyria, would have any power over Israel except for sin. So they were not there as troublemakers. Paul's even concerned here that he's spoken out of place to the high priest. It says in the scriptures, you shall not speak evil of the ruler of your people. Where is that? Exodus chapter 22. Exodus chapter 22 and verse 28. You shall not revile God, nor curse a ruler of your people. There's a connection between reviling God and cursing a ruler of your people. You see it displayed in David with Saul how David was very careful not to curse Saul. 
very careful not to lead a rebellion, even though Saul is chasing him from one place to the other. David protects his life. David does what he can to escape, but he doesn't purposely, he has several opportunities to kill Saul, and he doesn't do it. Not because so much of Saul, but the position, what he represents. Not because of Ananias, this man is a snake that God will judge, but because of what he represents, the chief priesthood of Israel, the descendants of Aaron, which God established as the priesthood from Mount Sinai. So what is Paul to do then? A lot of times we find ourselves at our jobs, in family situations, there's respect due in a lot of different positions, right? There's respect of children to parents. There's respect of wives to husbands, of students to teachers in school, of citizens to the government, of attendees of a church to the, the religious leaders or the elders of that church. What do you do when you find yourself in a situation like this? Look what Paul does here. After saying in verse 5, you shall not speak evil of a ruler of your people, verse 6, he's thinking. But when Paul perceived that one part was Sadducees and the others Pharisees, he cried out in the council, Men and brethren, I am a Pharisee, the son of a Pharisee, concerning the hope and resurrection of the dead, I am being judged, because he started speaking to them about the resurrection of Jesus Christ outside the temple. And when he said this, a dissension arose between the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and the assembly was divided, for the Sadducees say that there is no resurrection and no angel or spirit, but the Pharisees confess both. Then there arose a loud outcry, and the scribes of the Pharisee party arose and protested, saying, We find no evil in this man. But if a spirit or an angel has spoken to him, let us not fight against God. Now when there arose a great dissension, the command of fearing lest Paul might be pulled to pieces by them, commanded the soldiers to go down and take him by force from among them and bring him into the barracks. And it ends. He sets their authority against each other. He just makes a true statement, I'm a Pharisee, I believe in the resurrection, I'm being judged for that, and he steps back. And he doesn't have to have a tirade against the chief priest. Their own corruption and their own power structure, the very power structure that he's being careful not to overwhelm, brings them to the point they can't decide, and the whole meeting's ended and Paul is taken away. Matthew 10:16 says, Behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore be wise, be shrewd as serpents, and harmless or innocent as doves. I cannot overemphasize that scripture to the importance of being a Christian. When you come in, into these impossible situations and you don't want to go against the scripture in one way, but you're in a situation that you have to respond, we need to have the craftiness, the cunningness. Paul here is being as wise, as shrewd, as cunning as a serpent. And in so doing, he's not breaking the law. He's not speaking against any longer the leader, the chief priest of the people. But the chief priest of the people is not having any effect upon him because the Sanhedrin itself becomes divided. I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore, be wise as serpents and harmless, harmless or innocent as doves. Why? 
Why should we not speak evil of the ruler of our people? Why does it say in Exodus chapter 22, what I read a moment ago, you shall not revile God nor curse a ruler of your people? The reason is it's not for the individual so much or the organization, but it is respect for what is behind them, the basis, the foundation, and a desire not to tear that down, which can happen when you try to tear them down. Listen, if you try to tear them down because they're wrong or corrupt, and they're in a certain position of authority, you have to be careful because you can tear down the basis. Here was the chief priesthood. God established that priesthood. It was not for Paul to tear it down. God would deal with the whole Levitical system, the whole ironical priesthood. It was not Paul's place to tear it down. The danger is otherwise that you crumble the basis. If children have parents, the parents are not what they should be, they still need to show respect Otherwise, it breaks the foundation of the family. If a husband's not what he should be, there still needs to be respect shown by the wife. Otherwise, it breaks the foundation of the marriage relationship. And it's the same in the church, and it's the same in the government. It's not so much for the people or the individuals. It's the foundation, the basis. It's showing respect for what God has established. Because if you attack it, too zealously, you might destroy the person who deserves it, but you might also destroy the foundation that God has established. Consider for a moment some of the, some of the money and sex scandals of the late 1980s that happened among a couple of the large nationwide Christian ministries. And you, know, you all know what I'm talking about, I'm sure. I believe it would have been correct for any minister to comment or issue a statement in truth from the scriptures stating what the proper conduct should be for ministries and ministers, making clear the standards of holiness, offering prayers for those who might have transgressed. It would have been right to speak the truth, say what is right, say what is right, and then leave it alone. But what happened? Night after night, week after week, and it was month after month, I'm not wrong about that, ministers went on national TV shows like Ted Koppel, like Larry King, experts in Christianity, I'm sure, right? And they attacked and ridiculed each other, other ministries. Some of them you can sense they were just so enthralled of having the offer of appearing on nationwide TV and being able to speak to Larry and speak to Ted. And night after night it went on. And Larry King would sit back then, he would smirk because their TV ratings were going through the ceiling. And the end result was that Christianity became a spectacle. All Christians looked to unbelievers as hypocritical buffoons. And there were many people on the verge of having faith they were being testified to. There was a great revival early on in the 80s, and many just walked away from the faith, and the cause of Christ was hurt. There's a difference between speaking the truth, 
saying what's right and leaving it to God and actively seeking to tear down an attack and actively making a spectacle because, well, yeah, you can harm this erroneous minister, this lustful minister, this money-hungry minister in ministry, but if you do with such venom, you also hurt Christ. And that's exactly what happened. The foundation, the basis, Paul is very concerned to do everything properly. He knows he has way more authority in the sight of God. He knows the calling on his life than this chief priest Ananias. But it was important to be careful how you go about it. And when he slips in his indignation, not knowing who Ananias is, he makes sure he pulls back very quickly. And then he's as cunning as a serpent and as harmless as a dove. If a church, Christian in doctrine, even if the minister or the elders have problems, be careful about assailing that church before you find yourself attacking Jesus. For the Lord's sake, not for the ministers. Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle meets 10 a.m. for Sunday service at the Memorial Hall in Madison, Connecticut. Directions to our church and a library of Bible study programs are on our website at www.shiarjeshub.org. We also have a link to information on Pastor Greg Scalzo's new book, The Nature and Power of Prayer. Divided into 30 lessons, this very doable workshop on prayer can be read over morning coffee and will bring you into the victorious hand of God's blessings. Join us next time for Shi'ar Jeshub.